0: This episode of Geared Up is brought to you by National Car Rental. Take control of your travel experience with National Car Rental's Emerald Club. Visit nationalcar.com to find out more.
1: Welcome to Geared Up from geekwire.com in Seattle. I'm Todd Bishop, and I'm pleased to be joined on the line by Andrew Edwards, who is in... hello rainy las vegas andrew what's
0: happening out here i don't know what is going on but i'm in the middle of the desert and it is a torrential downpour and it is even raining on google's parade here at ces
1: absolutely we're going to get into all of that and more andrew is at the consumer electronics show better known as the international ces down in las vegas this is the giant tech show that happens every year in the desert Andrew, we are going to get into everything that's going on. We're going to talk about all the Google Assistant news and Amazon Alexa. But first, I do want to ask you, what's it like there? The weather seems like it's something that it seems like it's biblical.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like I said, it's just it's so weird. Um, Yesterday when I left the hotel, because you can't really tell it's raining when you're in the hotel. So you step out and it's just the floor is all wet and you're just like, what? Why? What happened out here? Um, you realize there's water falling from the sky, which is odd for me to be so concerned about coming here from Seattle. Um, but it's just not something you're used to. I've never seen rain in Vegas. And then today, which is actually the official day one of CES, where the show floor opened, everybody can go in. It was pouring. like It, it was pouring like you wouldn't even expect to see in Seattle itself. It's it, Traffic is at a standstill. No one knows what to do. And um, Google even has a booth that's outdoors that they had to shut down for safety concerns because of all the rain. So it's it's absurd, yeah.
1: So that actually plays into what I think has been the biggest story so far of the Consumer Electronics Show, of CES. What's that? And that is the battle between Amazon, Alexa, and Google Assistant. From afar, at least, up here in Seattle, it seems like This is the showdown. These are the two voice assistants that are really capturing the attention of the consumer electronics industry, all sorts of integrations being announced for the two of them. And it it seems like this is really the competition for number one right now. If you look out three years from now, this could be the CES and the partnerships that are announced here could be the ones that eventually lead to determining who's going to win this market. Am I off base with that, Andrew? Andrew?
0: Um, I'm not, I don't want to say you're off base, but I I have a I have a less bullish um, outlook. I think we're still really really early um, in this whole voice control, um, you know, battle, if you will. There has been definitely a lot of companies announcing Google support, but on the flip side, these are companies that all typically already have Alexa support. So what they're really announcing is, hey, our product now supports. Both of these, rather than our product only supports one or the other, um, there's also been a lot of products announced here at CES that I've seen that say they support HomeKit. Now, it's different because people, when you you know when you say Alexa or Google Assistant, you know right away that that means a voice-controlled system, whereas HomeKit is more, it, it, it allows you to control with Siri, but Apple doesn't brand it as, you know, Siri control or anything like that. So when you see HomeKit, no one is really reporting that, oh, there's a third voice control system that this product supports as well, um, even though they do. So there's been a lot of things out here that I've seen where it's like I think the trend is really that companies are trying to be agnostic about which um, voice control that they support. And the thing is also HomeKit really is its own ecosystem, whereas Alexa and Google Assistant are not their own ecosystems. There's something that you you can use to control things, but you don't have to have something that, you know, Amazon doesn't sell an Alexa controllable, you know, entire ecosystem of products, nor does Google. Uh, So I think really what companies are trying to do is be agnostic and let people, you know, use whatever they want. Because if you have an iPhone and it doesn't support kit and you have a home kit household, what you're saying is, hey, you shouldn't buy our product and no one wants that.
1: So let's talk about some of the specifics that we've seen so far that you've seen down there and I've seen from afar up here. The one that caught my attention most of all is the bathroom products from Kohler, the big bathroom and plumbing supplies company. They announced an Alexa-enabled mirror. And the whole idea with this one is, you get to essentially take something off your counter. You don't have to have a device on the counter in the bathroom because you don't want something else cluttering your, your bathroom. Alexa is in the mirror and then you can use that to control all sorts of things around your bathroom. And here was my favorite, Andrew. You can tell it to warm up the toilet seat. I mean, how's that for innovation?
0: (laughs) So you, you look at the mirror, you basically look at yourself, but you talk to Alexa and ask it to to warm the toilet seat for you. Uh,
1: Among other things, yes. It's a very high-tech future that we're headed toward, apparently. Um, You need this. (laughs) Exactly. Amazon, (laughs) yeah, they also announced a big partnership with Toyota. This is the latest in the automaker partnerships that Amazon has announced for Alexa. And clearly the idea here from Amazon's perspective is just get Alexa in everything they possibly can, way beyond their own speakers.
0: Right, right. And that's I think that's that's obviously going to be a big deal. But, you know, on that same vein, I was walking by, I forget which car company it is now, but I walked by and they had three different signs. So the first sign said something to the effect of Alexa built in to the car. I think it was Pioneer. So I think it would have it might have been a third party. You know how you can replace the, the radio in your car with a third party radio. So I think it was one of those where you can buy this Pioneer head unit, install it in your vehicle. And the first feature on the sign was Alexa. But then you go to the next sign and it said, everything you can do with Google Assistant. And then you go to the next sign and it said, supports CarPlay. So, you know, again, I think these companies, I know obviously there's companies that are announcing partnerships with one, but the smart ones, you have to integrate them all because, you know, again, if you're someone who's in the Google ecosystem, you have an Android device, you use Google Assistant all day and you don't have that built into your product, it may be less appealing to a consumer. Same for iPhone users. So I don't know like how you, what you think about that. Like, I really think it should be something that's agnostic. Just support everything so I can choose who I want, you know, who I want, whatever, which which assistant I want to use rather than being boxed in and then having to, you know, swap, swap things out in the future if I, if I decide to change.
1: Absolutely. I think that would be ideal for end users, and I hope that's the way it goes. And frankly, there was another really high profile example of this that caught my attention. HP, Asus, and Acer, the big computer makers, announced yes. that they will be incorporating Alexa into their upcoming notebooks and laptops and desktop PCs. Now, this is fascinating that's and interesting. almost yeah, dramatic because windows 10 which runs many of these pcs comes with cortana which is a name we haven't mentioned yet and which is notable uh, microsoft's voice assistant built in and yes to me this was really uh kind of a little bit of a passive aggressive move by amazon classic seattle passive aggressive they've Just announced, you know, this big partnership between Alexa and Cortana, where they're going to be able to talk to each other, presumably this year or supposedly this year. And here, Amazon goes and gets Alexa onto these PCs, which is, you know, Microsoft's home turf. Uh, What did you think of that?
0: (laughs) Well, I I was actually going to ask you. So this is not a part of the whole Alexa and um, Cortana will talk to each other thing this is no, separate from that
1: exactly and oh, in fact the whole idea at least the implication of the Alexa Cortana partnership that Microsoft and Amazon announced announced last year was hey Microsoft has its strengths on the PC and you know in big companies enterprise technology Amazon has its strengths in the smart speakers and smart home devices and of course everything that Amazon does with Alexa and hey, we're complementary. You know, we're going to partner and each sort of stay in our own realms. But to me, this was Amazon, at least going around that. And and they didn't say that explicitly, but that was the implication of what they announced last year. So I I, I took let me this ask you as, this, yeah, yeah.
0: Let me ask you this because again, I'm not I'm not well versed in this. So does Amazon make Alexa available to anyone who wants to integrate it into their products, or is anyone who puts alexa into their products is that like something amazon goes out and says hey let's partner up um basically the question is is hp just saying to themselves without any amazon partnership saying hey let's just include alexa on our computers going forward like is that what's happening or is it really amazon is really doing this
1: this these were clearly strategic partnerships that amazon struck and i can tell you that based on some of the back channel that we had with amazon amazon was very much in the loop that these were coming out. We actually initially found out about these things from our Amazon contacts. And Mm -hmm. so this, this was, this is something, and you know, there's Amazon execs quoted in the news releases that uh, announced these things. So yeah, uh, to me, one of the interesting stories of the show so far is really the, the no show for Cortana, you know, Microsoft is (laughs) announcing some sort of behind the scenes stuff there, but Gosh, it's hard not to look at this and see a a replay of what happened in smartphones where Microsoft kind of got left behind.
0: Oh, yeah. And I mean, you know, uh, last question. Last question for you before before I answer that. How is this different than Mozilla releasing Firefox or Google releasing Chrome web browsers for the PC when Microsoft already has a browser on it?
1: You know there are some similarities there for sure. I think the big difference is this is such an emerging market, and for Cortana, it is Microsoft's voice literally to the outside world right. of its artificial intelligence efforts. So it's a really high stakes, high high profile AI project for Microsoft, and Microsoft doesn't. What have, have they the advantage. done
0: to make it relevant?
1: Primarily Windows 10. I mean, that is what Microsoft is betting on because Windows phones, you know, where Cortana originally debuted, essentially, they're obviously not much of a presence in the market at all. So if you look at Microsoft's AI assistant, it's Windows PCs. And uh, this is, to me... Amazon basically going onto that turf and and competing with them in an interesting way. So frankly, I'm going to be interested, and maybe this is going too far, but I'm curious to see, are they still going to go forward with this partnership, the Cortana-Alexa partnership? Because, you know, it's been delayed.
0: Right. And I I never thought that partnership made much sense. I think when we talked about it months ago, you and I both wondered, what is in this for Amazon? You know what I mean? Like, they they have a, a far lead ahead, and today we're seeing... They didn't even need that partnership to get on the PC.
1: That, that's right. That's right. Well, it, so, the the, the yeah. one thing that's sort of left is Microsoft's big presence in the enterprise and its ability to market to big companies based on its legacy with Windows and Office and everything. But you know, increasingly Amazon has inroads to those companies through Amazon Web Services. So, uh, just a really interesting competitive dynamic there. And
0: just, absolutely, yeah.
1: So, All right. So we are talking about some of the highlights so far from CES. It's Todd Bishop here in Seattle talking on the phone with Andrew Edwards, who is on the scene there in Las Vegas. Coming up next, we are going to be talking about more of what Andrew has seen so far, including some crazy TVs on the CES show floor. You're listening to Geared Up on GeekWire, and we'll be right back. A big shout-out to National Car Rental for sponsoring this week's episode of
0: Geared Up. Hey, Road Warriors, the latest tech puts me in the driver's seat every time I travel. Control your travel experience with National Car Rental's Emerald Club. You can bypass the counter
1: and choose any car on the aisle so you have more time to listen to Geared Up to find out what's going on in the world of consumer electronics and gadgets. Go national, go like a pro. Check them out at nationalcar.com. Subject to availability and other restrictions. Requires enrollment in the complimentary Emerald Welcome back to Geared Up from GeekWire.com in Seattle. I'm Todd Bishop and Andrew Edwards is on the line from the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas.
0: Yes, sir. I'm here live, checking things out, seeing things in person. It is a
1: madhouse (laughs) absolutely i'm I'm kind of sorry i'm not there this year and kind of happy andrew but uh,
0: sorry not sorry
1: that's right we (laughs) should say it is time for the national car rental story of the week a big thanks to national car rental for sponsoring geared up you can check them out at nationalcar.com and of course don't forget to join the emerald club i'm going to be taking my first ride in the Emerald Club this weekend, Andrew. I'm looking forward to it. It's
0: this weekend. I'm ready ready to hear about it.
1: Yeah. And of course, Andrew does a great show that you need to check out. It's called Technically Speaking for National Car Rental. You can check that out at youtube.com slash national car rent. And Andrew, I understand you've been doing some live streams for National Car Rental down there at CES.
0: Right. So every day here at CES at noon Pacific, I am live streaming, uh, basically trying to seek out anything that's cool, anything that's worthy that I think people need to know about and doing a 15 to 20 minute live stream on a national car rentals, Facebook page on their Twitter, uh, live Periscope. And um, if you want to catch any of that, you can go either to facebook.com slash national car rental or at national pro on Twitter or the national car.com control center.
1: Awesome. Okay. We'll look forward to that and I'll be ready to report back next week on my first Emerald Club experience. I'm looking forward to Yes. It. All right. So the national car rental story of the week is the crazy TVs that you're seeing down there, Andrew. Yes. Tell us about
0: always, them. every year. Every year. Well, every year CES, one of the you know, the cornerstones of CES is seeing what the T V companies are going to come up with, who's going to have the biggest, gimmickiest uh, TV to get people over into their booth, even if it's never going to see the light of day. Um, And there's a couple of TVs this year that fit the bill. Um, I don't know if either of these are ever going to see the light of day, but they're very interesting. The first one is from Samsung. They announced a TV that they refer to as The Wall. That's the name of the TV, The Wall. Um, And they call it this because this is a 146-inch TV, diagonal, which is Probably as large as some walls out there. I mean, what, what would you Whoa. do with a one hundred and forty inch, forty six inch television?
1: I don't know if I have a wall big enough to hold that thing, Andrew.
0: Yeah, it's 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 absurd. And so, what they're doing here is they're using a new TV technology or display technology called micro LED. Um, Apple is actually rumored to be switching to micro LED on their Apple Watches and iPhones within the next two years or so um away from oled uh it's similar to oled in that it uses um a lot less energy than regular led it's basically seen as the next generation of display technology and so this is samsung saying hey not only are we on board with this but we can make a 146 inch panel out of this you know futuristic technology we're doing it today. Now if I'm assuming even if this TV goes on sale uh this year, you will have to pay, you know, a minimum of six figures to buy it. So, it's just, this is one of those things where we're going to have to wait a number of years for the price of this technology to fall.
1: You know, I tend to look at these things a little bit like I would look at a concept car at an auto yeah. show where it really right. shows shows off the technology, gives you a sense for what's Possible, but you're never going to be driving those cars down the road and you're never going to be actually mounting uh, the wall on your wall in your home.
0: Right. I agree with that. And the other thing with this TV is that it's modular, which is also weird because you can basically take this TV apart and, you know, 146 inches, take, you know, a number of inches off of it and take that and make that a separate TV and put that in another room or shape it into different like Tetris shapes and have the video play on that. And who, I mean, again, who's doing that at home? Let me, let me grab a part of my TV and, and put it over here. No one's doing that. So, um, yeah, concept car, uh, indeed, I don't see this ever being something that we see in the modern home, everyday home, at least.
1: But the underlying technology, micro LED, is that right? Yes. That, yes, micro LED
0: is is definitely cool.
1: And that's something that's going to
0: be, that's
1: going to be rolling out into all sorts of devices, as you're saying. I I know LG always has some flashy TVs as well.
0: Yes, LG announced a TV. Um, This one is more realistic, um, could potentially actually be something people will buy. It'll still be expensive. Um, They announced a TV that's 88 inches in size, and it's 8K resolution. So we're still getting kind of used to having 4K resolution TVs. LG is now showing an 88-inch 8K TV, um, and the, the gimmick or feature, if you want to call it, this one is that it will upscale any resolution to 8K and using machine learning algorithms, which is something you hear all over the show floor, by the way. Machine learning and AI is everywhere. Using advanced machine learning algorithms, what they do is they upscale your signal to look as if it was shot in 8K rather than looking like it's upscaled from something that's lower resolution. Um, now, I can tell you that currently today, LG's 77 inch 4K television um, sells for, depending on where you look looking time of year, between twelve thousand and twenty thousand dollars and So, and that's for the 77 inch 4K. So, an 88 inch 8K. They did not announce pricing. They did not announce availability. Um, but again, you'd probably think if this did go on sale this year, you're probably looking at you know a fifty thousand dollar television. Jeez. 8K obviously isn't here. There's no. There's nothing that you can you know stream or download or you know put on from your cable you know cable subscription that is in 8K anyway. So this is another one of those things where. They're making something that's super early that really doesn't apply to many people at all.
1: Crazy, crazy. Andrew, another piece of technology that caught my attention coming out of CES is the Bell Helicopter Air Taxi. This thing is the answer to the Mercer mess. And if you're from the Seattle region and listen to the show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's funny because the developer of the Key Arena Project has talked about using Drones, flying drones <laughs> to get people uh-huh. to get people to the games if there aren- isn't enough parking. And we wow. all kind of always laughed at it. But at CES, one of our reporters, Kurt Slosser, got to actually experience, at least in VR and in sort of a prototype model, this helicopter. It's essentially a four passenger cabin. It's called an air taxi. And the whole idea is that this could finally bring hovercraft, essentially, to cities and so you're starting to see the future of what? mobility down there as well yes are that you ready sounds to...
0: inc- kind of incredible <laughs> yeah
1: are you ready to jump in andrew maybe you can use that to get from your home to the geekwire studios from now on
0: hey i've always wanted i've wanted to ride on hovercraft ever since i was a child watching the a-team so If this is something that can, you know, make that dream come true, then I'm in. (laughs) Nice.
1: And then the other item I wanted to ask you about, sort of blending two of the angles that we've talked about so far, Samsung and Smart Assistants. I watched the entire Samsung keynote Uh, or the press event. I was astonished at how much they are doubling down on Bixby. Can you explain what Bixby is to people who don't know this?
0: (laughs) Well, um, Bixby was left out of our conversation that opened the show, actually. Bixby is Samsung's voice assistant. So when we were talking about things like Alexa and Google Assistant and you know, Siri and Cortana, this is Samsung's version of that. Basically, just another way to talk to your devices and have them kind of get to know each other. It's their smart home platform with voice assistant.
1: Yeah. So they are putting this thing in everything. In fact, they promised that by 2020, essentially everything they ship from TVs to refrigerators to everything else that Samsung does will have intelligence in it, which for them means Bixby. It's an interesting strategic approach because you have Alexa and google assistant trying to get in a wide variety of consumer electronics devices but here you have essentially a consumer electronics company with its own assistant they do have some third-party support coming so other companies will be able to put it in their devices but i have a hard time envisioning a world where bixby is as ubiquitous as alexa or google assistant like what is the future of bixby if if amazon alexa is is ruling the world
0: I mean, Bixby is really, you know, Samsung's one of the biggest companies in the world they, when it comes to consumer electronics, especially. They're one of the biggest in the world. So, just like, you know, you look at HomeKit, um, Apple sells a lot of devices. Samsung also sells a lot of devices, and Apple does not sell, you know, refrigerators and uh, laundry, you know, washing machines and dryers and all this stuff that Samsung does sell, stoves. And so, Samsung, Apple, actually has the opportunity to build a, a smart home platform that allows these things to communicate with each other. Because here's the other thing. I was kind of leading to this earlier. Alexa is for control, voice control of a device, or if you set some sort of scene, then a collection of devices. Something like Bixby or HomeKit, these allow the devices to talk to each other without you having to, you know, for lack of a better term, start the conversation. So, you know, with Alexa, there's no way for you to say, okay, when my washing machine is done, you know, I don't know why you do this, but when a washing machine is done, turn on the stove to 350 to start preheating. Like you you cannot do that with Alexa. Alexa, you'd have to tell both of those things what to do, whereas with something like, you know, HomeKit or uh, Bixby through Samsung SmartThings, these things talk to each other. And that's really, you know, that's a differentiator. Google doesn't do that either. Google Assistant is you talk to the device, give it a command, it carries out the command, and the now you're done, that's it, until you say something else. So as you can see, like, there's a there's a different, there's a little bit of a difference there between that and, and a, a real platform where these devices can talk to each other. And that's what Samsung is trying to do. They want to make devices that you don't need to always tell it what to do they know what to do based on either prior history and learning your preferences or just you know you set it up one time and you just say when this happens these other three things happen all the time and I don't want to have to you know say it out loud every you know every time I want this to go down got
1: it yeah very interesting so it'll be interesting to see if, if if they can actually make that work though because it seems like to take full advantage of it you really need to be committed fully to the Samsung yes. family of products, which not everybody is.
0: You do. Yeah, no, I have Bixby built into my fridge right now, and I think I've <laughs> I've probably used it two or three times just to see, like, how it worked and then never use it again. So, you know, I'm obviously not one of those homes that has a bunch of different Samsung devices where I need them to talk to each other. And when you don't have one, you know, if you're like me and you don't have that, then, you know, the fact that Bixby's built in is meaningless because I never use it.
1: All right. So that is just a quick overview, relatively speaking, of the massive consumer electronics show, CES, happening in Las Vegas. Andrew is there on the scene. A lot of these products are way off in the future. Some of them may never come to market, but it's at least a glimpse of what's to come. But Andrew, people can get something much more tangible. We are giving away an Amazon Echo Spot. Yes, we are. And you can... You can still participate in the contest as of this week. Just go to geekwire.com slash geared up. Look for the contest details in the podcast description uh, on your favorite player. You have to subscribe to geared up to enter the contest and you can find all the details there at geekwire.com slash geared up. Just look for this episode of the show the Echo spot. It's a great prize, Andrew.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I want to say, though, if you're entering the contest, you have to subscribe to the geared up podcast um, and submit a screenshot of that. It is not, you do not subscribe to my YouTube channel or the geek Wire YouTube channel. It's actually to the podcast feed, which is linked in the show notes as well.
1: Great. And we will announce the winner on next week's show. So be sure to sign up and uh, subscribe and enter the contest. Yes. Hey, Andrew, good luck down there. Stay dry.
0: I'm trying. I'm trying my best. It's it's seemingly difficult, though.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully you'll fare better than Google, (laughs) which uh, had, as you said, to shut down its (laughs) its whole tent today.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) All right. Until
1: next time, I'm Todd Bishop.
0: I'm Andrew Edwards.
1: We'll talk to you next time on Geared Up. Thanks for listening to Geared Up, the weekly tech and gadget podcast. Check out more of Andrew's reviews
0: at YouTube.com slash GearLive and follow all of our coverage at GeekWire.com.